Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Welcome to the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And maybe I shouldn't have come at all. Jerk off! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. We Today we are going to be talking about the cult classic that was not respected enough in its time. I agree. Oh, Cable really Guy. Agree. The Cable Guy this, is such a weird fucking movie, man. Like It's... One of my all-time favorites, this movie was, okay, so there was a time where me and my buddy, he knows who he is, mm-hmm. me and my buddy would go every Thursday night at midnight and watch a movie. Nice. Right? Yeah. And this movie started that tradition. Oh, very cool. Going, yeah, man. So we would go and we would watch a movie in the midnight showing. And uh, yeah, man, it 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 this movie holds a very special place in my heart because I don't know it 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 kind of it kind of like like issue ushered in my my uh, my turn from child to adult. I can you know? see that. Yeah, and uh, and I'll tell you, it, I was because I was fifteen when this movie came out. Ah, so, okay, that's a good age for this one. Yeah. So and, and I think it's because that's that's a good age because I think the older I get, the weirder and funnier this movie becomes to me because I think we've all experienced that one guy who's really that one friend that's really close to you, but you're not that close to them. Yeah. And like it's it's a very, very uncomfortable situation to have a friend who views you as one of their best friends and you don't view them the same way. <laughs> like yeah it, 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 it's very uncomfortable man and like yeah. it's not it's not for the fact that they're fucking a bad person or they're fucking anything else it's just that you've got your friends you have your group of friends that you hang out with mm-hmm. and you are this person's group of friends and that's yeah. it's awkward and if you haven't experienced that i'm sorry to explain this to you you're that guy like you, you may in fact be yeah. that friend, and like there's nothing. Let me preface this by saying that there's nothing wrong with that. I've been that friend to other people. I've been close yeah. to people that just did not. They were not. They didn't feel that way about me, and I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like it mm-hmm. happens. It sucks, and like shitty and weird as it is to say, because like it's such a. It, it, it's it's one of those things because I know a lot of people f- still feel that way as adults that they feel really weird because they think that they're not the friend to the, to a person that they think they are and that yeah. they don't, they feel like they care more about this person than that person cares about them. 
And like, excuse me, again, a really awkward situation. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. But I've, I tell people, like, once you learn to like yourself, that doesn't hurt very much. And I know that's that's such a fucking, like, brush it off sort of thing. Easier said mm-hmm. than done. It is. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. You do have to work on yourself in order to not go ape shit and hurt people. And it's like, easier. it's easier to accept that the older you get. You right. Know? Because right. because this is very much, very much like it, it like if 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 this were a child it'd be a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> but the yeah. fact that the fact that this character, uh, played by the awesome freaking like one of his best performances ever, Jim Carrey, uh, the fact that he's an adult makes this even worse and kind of creepier. <laughs> yeah, and that's because this comes off the heels of Ace Ventura and The Mask. Like, yeah, and Dumb and Dumber. And Dumb and Dumber. Like, you're expecting real, like, slapsticky sort of comedy. And this is a very, very dark comedy. It's it's but, a very dark comedy. And the thing is, is that... So they first offered this role to uh, Jim Carrey back before Ace Ventura came out. Okay? Right, right, right. Uh, and he was their second choice. Their first choice was actually Chris Farley. Um, that would have been Chris really Farley, good. Chris Farley, you know what? I think it would have been sadder. I don't think it would have been as scary. You know, yeah, I, I, that's what I, I, I think it say. would have been it would have been less scary because honestly, uh, as as amazing an actor as as uh, Chris Farley was, um, I don't know if he could have pulled off like the scary that Jim Carrey does. But no, I could because, be proven wrong because if if it was Chris Farley, then Matthew Broderick's character would have come off as a much much bigger asshole. Like yeah. he would have come up yeah. as a complete piece of trash if it was Chris Farley, because yeah. who doesn't want to be Chris Farley's friend? Like, <laughs> exactly. And it, it was kind of the same thing with Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey is such a, a such a fucking mm. dark actor when he needs to be. And for yeah, some weird reason, he really knows how to ride the cusp in this movie. Like it's, it's he rides of, it like like so perfectly the comedy and the and the horror aspect. Because you know? he, he really does go full on Glenn Close in this movie. Yeah. Like he really does. Like I'm I'm very glad, like looking back on this movie, I'm like, I'm so glad that like no one had a pet. Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. he I feel like he would have killed the pet. Like if he was in the yeah. movie, he would have killed the pet. He would have done something awful to it, kidnapped it, like abandoned it in a field somewhere, like just something so- terrible. So uh, when they first offered him the role, they uh, they originally offered him like like four hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Right. This is before Ace Ventura came out. Yeah. This so they offered it to him. They, off, the they offered him. Dollars. Yeah. And then Ace Ventura became a hit, and they're like, "Okay, we'll give you uh, give us give me a million dollars." And they're like, "No, we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars." It's like, okay, so then. Ace Ventura, no, The Mask came out. Yeah. And then Dumb and Dumber. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll give you we'll give you a a, a million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, now it's now it's ten. Yeah. You know? And yeah, then when lot. when uh, when the the mask came out, they're like, okay, fine, we'll give you ten. Nah, it's twenty now. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> he knew what he was worth, man. Like, I don't yeah, I, like in like in at that point in time, like sometimes you have to strike while the iron's hot, and like the iron was yeah. on fire with jim carrey in the in the mid 90s and and i i don't i don't mean to like you know you know 
play uh, a backseat quarterback or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, armchair quarterback about this whole thing. But if if I had seen Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura, I would have been immediately. That's the guy. Like that right? guy is gonna. Yeah. I don't care how bad this movie is. That guy has got whatever it is that needs to, you know, whatever it is people have that that makes him a huge star because yeah, the dude's a star. He elevated that movie from 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 being just a, a regular, you know, straight to video type comedy to mm-hmm. being the cultural juggernaut that it is. Yeah, you know? it's all Jim Carrey, man. Yeah, you know? it really it really is. Like he really does like take over that like that role. And I think that's always kind of been the thing about Jim Carrey is he's he's very he's utterly distracting. Like you, it's mm-hmm. it's it's you cannot be the leading man with Jim Carrey in your movie. Like yeah. it's it's too difficult. Like one, he's too talented an actor. Like mm-hmm. he really, really is. Like it, it was one of those things where as you watch his movies progress, like you realize what a talented actor he is, man. Like he yeah. really he really is a force to be reckoned with, and like. It's hard to to be the leading guy opposite Jim Carrey. Like you do have to remember that like Matthew Broderick is supposed to be the leading man in this movie. Like they the the advertising revolves completely around Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing, man. Um, Matthew Broderick is a weird animal in the fact that he is in he is one of my all time favorite comedic performances. Yeah, he's so he's really funny. But like in the nineties, I he just gave up, dude. <laughs> like he's got no charisma. He's got no flow. He's there is nothing to this. He's just reading the lines off the page. But see, here's the thing. I kind of disagree with you with this movie. Mm. Like I kind of disagree with 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 Cable Guy. And I mm. say that because like if you really do watch it, he is a very ne'er do well dude. He doesn't really do anything anything wrong like his no his, his sin was asking asking the cable guy to hook him up with movie channels if he gave very him hesitantly by the way yeah you know like All he's very the- much a goody two-shoes like this guy probably has never done anything bad in his entire life right and like the first um type like quote unquote a moral thing that this guy does is ask his cable guy to hook him up with movie channels for a hundred or for 50 bucks yeah and like 50 bucks and and it's it, it makes me laugh because mm. like so like my dad did that and I'm mm. I'm like I'm so if the FA, if the FAA is hearing this like he's dead so you know do whatever you want but like <laughs> my dad did that we had we were getting cable installed in our house and my dad told the cable guy like hey man like uh if I give you a hundred bucks will you give us HBO and Cinemax. And he's like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And he's like, well, and we we're barbecuing. I'll never forget this. We were barbecuing. And my dad goes, well, there's a hundred bucks and a plate of fajita in it for you if you want. And the guy's up there and he comes back down and he goes, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for 200. And my dad goes, I got a hundred dollar bill and a plate full of fajita for you. Like, what do you want to do? And he goes, where'd you get the fajita? And <laughs> And my dad, I don't know what meat market my dad got it in. He was like, I'll be right back. And he climbed up the pole. He removed something and he came back down. He goes, hundred bucks. He's like, hundred bucks. Yeah. My dad gave him a hundred bucks, gave him a plate full of fajita. Guy told my dad to have a nice day. We had HBO and Cinemax for like 10 years after that. Because apparently it's just like a little tube thing that they put yeah. on. 
That's all it was. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. It's a restrictor tube. Because we, we had off. because we had one. Mm-hmm. We had one that that it, it connected directly to the to the TV. Because I don't know if you knew this, uh, kids, but uh, back in the day, uh, you would actually have to have uh, a cable go in from the outside, and that's where you got your channels. Yeah. Right. And you could uh, uh, it could be through a cable box or through the TV itself. Most of the time, it was through a cable box, so you would change the channel from the cable box. Uh, but you could get these little tubes that connects to the back of the TV that would descramble the movie channels. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, that's man, why I'm you like, guys. Yeah, that, that's why you'd get staticky movie channels when you'd move your wires and antenna around. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> there'd be times, man, where I'd want to watch a, a wrestling pay per view, and I would go there and I'd move the wire around to try to get <laughs> the the little. Yeah. You know, uh, at least a little uh, uh, picture. You could hear it. Yeah, you, you could couldn't hear see it, it very but, well. But you couldn't see it very well because it was all scrambled. Yeah, but, what's uh, that? Back when they had closed circuit pay per view. Yeah, yeah, man. We would do that you too. Know? My one of my uncles actually knew how to like get it off. That's and, crazy, man. And like that was because they used to put it behind the TV, and then they started putting it on top of the antenna, and that's why it was hard to get to. Like, yeah, you, you needed a big ladder. This guy had a huge ladder, and he like, yeah, hundred bucks, I'll go do it. And he did it. And like, it's one of those things. Like, imagine if that guy just kept coming every Sunday. <laughs> like, wanting yeah. more and more fajita. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really weird. And he does, like, Jim Carrey has a moment in the movie where, where he goes and he disconnects the cable on him because he won't return his phone calls. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come on, can't you help me out here? And he goes, why should I help you? I gave you free cable. What have you ever done for me? And it does, you guys have to understand, before the advent of fucking satellite and Netflix and streaming sites, cable was all you had. Yeah, Like, cable was the be-all, end-all. The first time I fucking turned on my TV and I had 56 channels, bro, I was the coolest kid in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep. came over to watch TV at my house. Everybody. Again, friends that I didn't even want over there, but they would come. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, man. Like cable, cable, cable was it, was it, it, it was such a revolutionary thing, and this movie totally captures uh, the whole essence of what, uh, like the getting getting all these different movie channels, getting yeah. all these different channels. Period. It's, because it's very it's very difficult if you if you weren't there, it's it's kind of hard to see why why the cable means so much, why it's so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. yeah, like this this is one of those like moment in time movies because this uh, is before the internet. Before, yeah. I mean, the internet was there, but it, it like it wasn't, it wasn't widespread. Like you only had internet at work or at school, right? You know? Right. You didn't have it at, at your house unless mm-hmm. you were a businessman or something, you know? Right. But, and this was, this was one of those things where like cable was a was a pain in the ass to be able to afford, and if you could afford it, like, like it was it's expensive. It's, it was hella expensive, man. Yep. And like, yep. but there there were ways around it, but like, again. The idea of like somebody doing you a favor and them like you're indebted to that you are. That's the problem with favors. Just, em- just them embedding themselves into your life. And 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 it's so crazy because in the way this movie does it, the way the way uh, uh Jim Carrey because he's never given a name, he always gives himself like different names or whatever, but yeah, different different names from TV shows. So like the cable guy, he he just like inserts himself into these situations where it's not uh it's I, I I don't want to say it's it's not creepy, but like it's it's always can be played off as coincidence, 
Right. You know? That's like the worst he shows part about off. it. Yeah, like because because he asked him, he asked him, he's like, maybe I'll take you to the satellite. And he's like, uh, sure, let's do that. And he, cool, I'll pick you up tomorrow. And he shows up and he's <laughs> he like, Yeah, sure. when he says that. And he t- yeah, and then and then he comes by the next day and he's like, Hey, like you said that we we're gonna go out, let's hang out. And he goes, you know. And he keeps and, then, refer- and he's you know, the customer the Matthew Broderick's name is Steven. Uh-huh. And he's like, Stevie, Steve-o, like they're homies and shit. Yeah. And it's like, and it, it is one of those things. Cause like, really think about it. Really think about it. If somebody told you right now, I have every single streaming service, all of them. I have mm-hmm. a password to every streaming service known to man. There is not a password for a streaming site that I don't have. You want Apple TV? I've got it. Prime, stars, Showtime, everything. I have a password. It's a universal one, and I will totally give it to you. What do you want? Just be my friend. Like that sure. really doesn't that really doesn't sound like well that doesn't cost me anything, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't <laughs> it though? Like, yeah, like what does that guy what does that guy expect from his friends? You know, right? Like, and I mean, it is because it is kind of one of those things. That's why I'm trying to like explain how big cable used to be back in the day. Like, what is that worth to you? What is that worth to you? Not having to borrow a streaming site from anybody. They're all yours. It's a universal password that works on every single streaming site. And this guy has it and he'll totally give it to you. The only thing he wants is to be your friend. You don't know this dude and you don't know what kind of friend he's about to be. Like, what do you do in that moment? And uh, when when he first shows up, he, he's he's very he's very casual. Mm-hmm. And he comes off, he comes off like kind of a jerk, but kind of like one of those likable jerks that you're like, ah, you know, that's just, you know, whatever. He's just really he, pushy. He doesn't come across as a psychopath. Right. You know, that's the worst part. Yeah. So it, it, and it, it, it gets worse as the movie goes along. And like you said, there's a scene where he, where he cuts the cable or he turns it off. And mm-hmm. like he just keeps worming his way into the situation, you know, yeah. and it, it comes across as both pretty funny and pretty creepy. It's funny for everybody except Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. Like for the audience, it's hilarious. Like it's one we're of laughing those- at Jim Carrey's performance because, right. you know, he's 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 very, very funny in this movie. And and, I- and he pl- and then he plays it with a lisp. So that makes it even I guess that makes it even funnier. It, but it, it's not even that it's funny. It's that it, it, it just seems so like not a big you don't find him threatening. Yeah. And I think that's the weird part about it is because at that point in time, when you watch a Jim Carrey movie, you're expecting to laugh from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end. Dur- from During the opening credits to the closing credits, you expect to be laughing your ass off. And at some point in this movie, he just stops being funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts being really unsettling. Yeah. Really fucking creepy. And there's and a like, switch in the middle of the movie that happens that it's so brilliantly done it is like he he just becomes like there's this really weird moment where like and you have to understand like 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 matthew broderick's character doesn't view him as a friend mm-hmm. and he keep he just like he's my cable guy and he keeps doing things for him like trying to do more and more stuff for him so like at one point you have this moment where they go out and he takes him to a satellite 
and like explains to him like the future of what Cable's gonna be. And the amazing thing is he was absolutely, absolutely. not wrong. No, he, he was, was right one hundred percent of percent of the thing. And it's funny because like back then that was a like a that was a pipe a, dream that nobody ever thought was even possible. You know, I mean even 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 uh, Star Trek got a lot yeah. of that stuff right but this one was like very like straight up it was straight accurate yeah. like talking about <laughs> like one day you'll be able to play mortal Kombat with friends in vietnam yeah and, like it's very true you can right now if you've got a friend in vietnam you can play mortal Kombat with him yep like yep. it's on your phone <laughs> on your phone like through your television like it's yep. it's kind of incredible how right he was yeah and like you know he tells him like Hey, thanks for coming out, man. Like most people like think cable is just some is just a wire. Like they don't understand like the complexities behind it and like everything that goes into it. Like he appreciated him mm-hmm. for like taking the time to come out and and like listen to the things that are interesting to him. And that's what you do as a polite human being. <laughs> like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's one of those things where like if somebody were to tell you, like, hey, I'll give you that password to all these things, and all you gotta do is just hang out with me and let me talk to you about like why internet's important to me Mm. and like yeah i can do that like that's cool and like not to say that it was dumb or boring he was interesting like jim carrey's like stuff was really interesting especially because he was right and now you have this really weird thing where like so we're friends now right like i don't know if i would call us friends but whatever and like matthew Broderick goes on to have like you know i'm gonna go have the rest of my day and the next day, he's playing basketball with his friends like he always does. He's always playing basketball with his buddies. And Jim Carrey walks in. Hey, you guys <laughs> play here too? Like, that alone is really uncomfortable. Like, you guys play here too? Weird. Like, bro, so, like, they've been playing there and they've never seen him before. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden, this is where he goes and he regularly plays basketball. Uncomfortable. And- and he's he's wearing like these short shorts and like this, I I this is the first time I realized how freaking Jack Jim Carrey is dude because <laughs> dude he's a beast man like, apparently like he was like apparently like he was like an all star athlete in high school I believe it he looks so, like it yeah but and yeah I, man <laughs> you have, hold but, up and my cat is aggravating me she keeps that's why my table keeps vibrating I have it on a little table and she keeps rubbing on it but uh sorry but um yeah being a chip douglas (laughs) yeah cats being a real chip douglas right now (laughs) and like you know he goes and they play basketball and he's like he's like i don't he he does the the shack slam dunk where he breaks the backboard Mm -hmm. and he's you know talking trash and he's bullying the other players like he's playing really rough Oh, I see. We're playing prison rules now, huh? <laughs> yeah, he he play he plays schoolyard ball. It's schoolyard ball, dude. Yeah, like it really is schoolyard ball. Like if you're if he's traveling, trip him. Like yeah. it's schoolyard ball. It's ugly, and like these are grown ass men. Like they're <laughs> all he, adults with like functioning. And he runs jobs. up, and he runs up Jack Black to to score the dunk. <laughs> yeah, and like just jumps off of another guy, jumps off of Jack Black's back to do the slam dunk, and yeah. like 
it's super. I've never rude. made a slam dunk before, thanks to the boost. And yeah, and like everybody's looking at him, like the fuck is wrong with this guy, like, dude? Yeah, like dude, it's a game, bro. Like chill out. Like dude, we're in our thirties, man. Get off. Yeah, it it really is one of those like, bro. Like everybody here's thirty years old. Like stop that. Yeah. And like, and even like he he Matthew Broderick tells him like you ruined the game. And he's like, I don't appreciate the way you're talking to me, Steven. Friends aren't supposed to talk to each other like that. Like, what are you talking about? You're not my friend. I don't know you. Like, well, let's change that. Let me buy you a Heineken. Like, not uh, getting it. Like, just yeah. not receiving the message. Like, we're not friends, dude. Like, you're my cable guy. Like, you did me a solid. I did you a solid. Like, we're good. Yeah. Our like, transaction is complete, dude. Yeah. Like, the transaction is complete, dude. We don't need to be hanging out anymore. But like Jim Carrey's character doesn't get it. Like and then, and then afterwards he keeps calling him and calling him and calling him. And oh, it's that, like, part is, that part is still so uncomfortable to me when he comes in and they're like, you have 17 new messages. He's like, all right. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Two, two are from his parents. One from his mom. One's from his dad. <laughs> yeah. One's from his mom telling him to call her back. And the other one's from her dad, from his dad telling him to call his mom back. And yeah. then like the other 15 messages are from him. Like he empties, ends the day. Hope, heard, heard. Maybe you might have called. Anyway, call me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> like my Ooh, mom. Shit. My mom used to have a friend <laughs> that would do that. Like we'd like my mom had a friend that like needed like required my mom's attention. Like she was mm-hmm. she was one of those. Uh, and I don't want to say her name because I know she's still friends with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she listens to the <laughs> podcast. But like, <laughs> but like either way, I just don't want to be that person. And mm-hmm. like this, this person would like, she'd ask my mom for advice. My mom would give them the advice and then they'd do the complete opposite and they'd be calling my mom crying, upset and angry. Like, <laughs> and like, I'm, but my mom is like, me. like my, my mom will just keep like, okay, like let's talk about it again, I guess. And this person would leave message after message after message, like all the time we'd come home. There'd be like eight messages. They're all from her. And like just oh call me back now. Call me back. Call me back now. I need to talk to you. And like, it was. But like, it's, it's it's not done maliciously, but it's done without no. any sense of self awareness. Yeah, know? I was like, bro, like you know, and it's one of those things. Like you know, my mom works two jobs and has a kid, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like she doesn't need this right now, mm. dude. Like even me when yeah. I was like a kid, I was like, my mom. I remember my mom told me she's like, let me know. When it's 5.30 because I need to call her and like, let me know when it's 5.30 because I got to go to work. She, my mom had two jobs. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And like 5.30 rolled around and I'm like, it's 5.30. And like, you could hear this person crying on the phone. And my mom's just there like, uh-huh, uh-huh, like talking. And I'm like, my, you're going to be late. Like, and she would, my mom hates to be late. Like, she cannot yeah. stand it. And I'm telling her, I'm like, dude, you're going to be late. She's like, I know. Like, <laughs> she can't get this person off the phone. And I'm like, bro, like, just hang up on them. <laughs> like, this is their ghost. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> dude, I, I'm not even joking. I, I did this with my finger, like, over the, the receiver. I was like, like, I'll hang up on her. Like, I'll hang up. Like, the hell with it. Yeah. And, like, dude, I remember one time my dad, like, she, they were talking and my mom was like just like wanting to pull her hair out. My dad goes, Hey, just grabs the phone from my mom's like, She's busy. Call her later. Whack. Just hung up on her. Huh. And like my dad couldn't 
stand her. She couldn't stand my dad either. So like, I'm <laughs> afraid, I'm, I'm really afraid to tell her where my dad's grave is. She might go dance on it. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> dude, like my dad and her hated each other. But, that's that's funny. It used to upset my mom and like my dad. My dad couldn't stand. Like, Why do you deal with her? She's an idiot. And like, well, she needs uh, a friend. She's my friend. And like, and that happens uh, sometimes. Like you deal with people that like. I don't want to not talk to this person because, like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mainly mm. because I don't want them coming and cutting the cable out at my house. <laughs> but, like, you do. Like, sometimes yeah. it's just one of those things. There's no point in being mean and there's no point in telling somebody to go away. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're just like, I don't, I don't feel that about this person. But you do have to learn to trust yourself because sometimes it could be way too late. Mm-hmm. Like, way too late. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss more about this, uh, this crazy movie, because um, there is a lot to unpack, especially with the psychology. Um, I think I remember watching a video where this person reviewed. He was like a like a psychologist or something. And he reviewed and he diagnosed exactly what was going on. And it was pretty crazy. So yeah. uh, so when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, the cable guy here on the uh, movie Know-It-All podcast on the Know-It-All network. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to the movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Have this fixed in no time. Hi. Is there a problem with your service? Yeah, my cable is out. Really? So you called me? <laughs> Funny. How you call when you need something. Is that how you treat people? Well, I've been really busy. Can you get my cable going? Robin is here. Hey. Please, this is important. But calling me back isn't. I'm sorry. Please, can you help me out? Why should I help you? I gave you free cable. What have you ever done for me? Anything you want, just name it quickly. Tomorrow night we hang out. Fine, anything you want. 
God bless you. You're too good to me. You really are. with the cut cord. That's for effect. See you tomorrow, Stephen. She's pretty. Don't kiss her. Don't even touch her. Resist the urge at all costs. It'll pay off in the end. Huh? See what I'm saying? So, this whole movie is shot and directed very much like a horror movie. Yeah, it is. The lighting is dark, and the 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 color tone is is very cold. Mm. And, very, and he lo- he looks like he's the old like the the hallway to Steven's apartment looks like an abandoned building. Yeah, it really does. Like it looks really creepy and unsettling. Like really creepy and unsettling. Mm-hmm. And and the apartment itself, it looks like you know, you know. <laughs> like what he said at the beginning of the movie where he's like he's like I'm surprised they got it cleaned up after what happened. He's like what happened? They had a lot of cats. A lot of cats. <laughs> <laughs> well no, it looks like a place that somebody actually died, you know? Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's very it's a very 1950s 60s style apartment, you yeah, know? Very in the shower. So. Yeah, very much so. It's it's very like it's it's a cold and unfeeling apartment. And I yeah. think that was the point. Is because yeah. he he is like he asked his girlfriend to marry him and she kicked him out. Yeah. Like, so he's Which living- I don't I don't understand the whole dynamic of that because they obviously still love each other. Yeah, like she sure. obviously still loves him. Um Leslie Mann, who plays his girlfriend, Robin Harris, which I think is so funny because uh I knew right away that she had the same name as as the comedian from Baby's Kids. <laughs> but um i mean she's great in this movie but yeah she obviously still loves him like there's still something there why would she kick him out i don't understand it yeah you know, it, but, it, it is a very weird like because they never really give you a reason just that she wanted space yeah and like it, it's I, I feel like that really is just like a MacGuffin, I guess. Like it really is just like a reason to get him out of the house, to get him living in that apartment. But then again, it could also be like she's pushing him around because, like you said, uh, Matthew Broderick's character is very much a pushover. You yeah, know? very much. He's very so, much a pushover. I mean, because I mean, if you ask if you ask somebody to marry marry you and they said no, get out. Like, do you think there's any saving that relationship? No, <laughs> yeah. I'm out the door. Like I'm like I'm not yeah. coming back to that. Yeah, I don't like care that, if you are Leslie Man. I don't care if you are hot. No. I, yeah, I don't particularly <laughs> give a shit who you are. Like it, yeah. it's it's one of those things for me where it's like okay, well, like clearly one of us is feeling something that isn't here for the other. Yeah, exactly. Like I I just how don't easy wanna... you how easy you threw him away, you know? Right, and he's like, still pining for you. And it it would have been one thing if it was like a breakup. And like, cause it kind of, it plays off like a breakup a little bit because Jim Carrey is trying to like put him back together at one point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's, trying, he's trying to help Steven get her back because, and he's like, he's very much overstepping his boundaries. He's not very that type much, of friend that yeah. should be like going and talking to, 
like your friend's ex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's one thing like to be friends with somebody for a long time and to know them and to know the person in the, they're in a relationship with. To know both of them. To know, know both of them. And then they're like, come on, you guys are great together. Like, why are you yeah, doing this? And like, he doesn't know Steven that way. And he's never met mm-hmm. uh, Robin at all. And nope. he goes and he gives her free cable and saying it's from Steven. And he kind of interjects himself into the conversation. And here's mm-hmm. the thing, though. Here's the fucked up thing. The cable works. Yeah. Like, it works. Again, you guys really don't, if you're, like, not our <laughs> age, you don't remember how powerful cable really fucking yeah. was. Yeah. Like, you were a very powerful man if you fucking invited a girl over to your house to watch HBO. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, you have HBO? Like, yeah. There was no way to get those movies. Yeah. Like, if they weren't for rent, you weren't going to watch them. I, I've always, it, it's always really bugged me the way he says, like, Sleepless in Seattle is on cable. Like, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? What the fuck? No. You say, no, it's on HBO. Say HBO, bitch. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I was like, that's an HBO movie. Like, I yeah, no, dude. Movie. It's not on cable. No. It's not TV. It's HBO. <laughs> it's not just TV, bro. That's why, I, oh. that's why, like, those commercials were not a joke. If you remember that slogan, it's not just TV, it's HBO. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a joke. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just TV to people. Like, there was some really exclusive shit happening on HBO, and it was kind of a one-of-a-kind thing. Yep. So, like... I waited 27 years to get that off my chest, dude. Thank you guys for letting me do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, a lot of people are just like, why didn't they just get HBO Max? Like, they didn't exist. <laughs> HBO like, only had one channel back then. One, one channel. channel. You're going to watch whatever the fuck HBO puts on, and if it's a new movie, it's going to be on two or three times today. Yep. Like that's just the way it worked. So the way the cycle was back then was you would watch the movie would come out in theaters. Uh between three and six months later, it would come out on video. And then a year after it came out uh in the theaters, it would show up on HBO. Right. So if a movie came out in summer in like for example, uh Independence Day. Independence Day came out in, in uh July of nineteen ninety-six. Mm-hmm. Uh it was in uh it was on video, home video, by Christmas of that year, and then by July of 1997, it was premiering on HBO. Yeah. So that was like I, a big it, thing because back then, if you wanted to buy a movie, it was 25 bucks. Yeah. 45 and, if you bought it at Sam Goody. And like, if you weren't <laughs> renting at like, and here's the thing, if you were renting at a place and you forgot to rewind and you're like, I'm not going to pay that dollar. Well, guess what? You don't get to rent here anymore. Yeah. You couldn't rent a video until you paid off that, that dollar late fee or whatever, you know? Like, and and the dollar late fee kept increasing every month. Mm -hmm. So like by the time you were ready to give in, like, Oh, that's like 13 bucks now, bud. But (laughs) it was a real kick to the nuts, man. Like you have to understand there were a lot of people gatekeeping your movies back then. It was very difficult to watch to watch your movies. This is why a lot of us went to mom and pop's places because mom and pop's places would forgive you a lot of the time. Blockbuster. Yeah. Top video, video plus all hit video. Like those places would fucking like, they'd they'd give you mercy. There's no mercy at blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Well, I worked at Hollywood video and I would give people amnesty all the time, man, because a lot of the times it it would be like the people who could, who didn't pay their fees were Mm -hmm. like, the college kids or the high school kids, you know, right, right. Like if it was like it was like, if it was like a parent or, or if it feels like a, like an older person, like like dude, come on, pay your dollar fifty and you know, get over. It. But like, if it feels like a kid, and most of the time it was like a kid who 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 brought who was renting video games, you know, who yeah. used his allowance yeah. to pay to 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 rent video games, you know. 
Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, fine, man. Just just play, pay it off next time, you know? And and then, but, like, fucking, like, just like I said, some of those people just didn't have any mercy. And, like, that's the thing. You're at the mercy of the person who fucking runs the video store. Yeah. So if you're one of those people that fucking just didn't like to rewind their tapes, like, that person just like, you know what? You can't rent here anymore. Yeah. Like, and it's because it's, it's because of the rise of, of Netflix and streaming and stuff. They mm-hmm. got, they get, they, and, and because of, of uh, DVDs. Mm-hmm. They did away with that. They did away yeah. with the whole charging you for for rewinding or whatever, you know. Because right. honestly, that's that's that has never been a good idea, you know. But yeah, any, no, it has been. Anyway, really, to really to, to squeeze the the money out of you, but yeah. uh, I digress, and uh, I want to talk about a, a very very famous scene, which I had no idea this was an actual real place called Medieval Times. <laughs> and there used to be one in San Antonio, but it was yeah. nothing like this. Oh man, nothing like this. It wasn't anything you, like that, dude. What, it was. Such have a you small... ever been to a medieval times? I went to the one in San Antonio with my dad once when I was a kid, and it was just a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> like the the one in San Antonio was was just a, a medieval themed restaurant, right? Yeah, there was there. But, nobody fought. Like nobody did anything cool. There was no show. But there was one in California, I think, where they mm. did actually have night battles. You yeah. Know? But it, it was nothing like this. They actually shot this, I think, at a at a a, a rodeo place. It looks like they, it. They built they built the stands and they built everything. It the, the, a medieval times like this never existed. Right? Yeah. 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 But but. <laughs> I mean, you they they show up. They they get a they get a, a specialty table like right there up front, and he gave all the knights free cable so that they would let him fight Stephen in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and it's like what? And that's a further proof of how powerful exactly cable is <laughs> exactly. And as you say, that is a running gag throughout the entire movie. Yeah, he gives people free cable. And they do things for him, like he is kind of his own mafia boss, and it's 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 weird, like and like again, it seems so like ridiculous, like now, but at the time, it makes a lot of sense. Like, bro, if if I was a cable guy, and I gave, like, I climbed the poles of every police officer in my town, mm-hmm. and I fucking gave them cable, they would fucking kill you and your entire family for me. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you, they would yeah. kill. I could walk into your house and shoot you in front of them, and they'd be like, "I didn't see anything. There's no fingerprints. There's nothing." Like, you have no idea how powerful cable was. Like, yeah, I, it's I, a I golden ticket, so man. Many, like, and it's so funny because that it's one of those things where like a lot of people feel like now you'd watch it. Like, well, you got to kind of suspend the disbelief. It's not. You don't like a guy who could give you free movie channels. He was king. Like yeah. that dude was king. You owed him favors. And like, like I, I, I want to take this time to to call out all the little, all the little uh, uh, cameos that are coming out in in, mm-hmm. in this movie. So, so uh, Ben Stiller was at this time he was he was like an up and coming. He had he had done a couple of really good movies. Like I think he had he had just done Permanent Midnight, which he played a heroin addict and stuff, and then singles yeah. and, and all that stuff. But like. Matthew Broderick, Leslie Mann, Jack Black, uh, Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick, David Cross, Owen Wilson. Like all these guys would go on. They play small roles in the movie, right? Everybody has really small little parts. Everybody. But they went on to have 
extraordinarily meteoric careers. careers. <laughs> like, and and Judd Apatow was a co-writer in this movie. He he went on. This is I think this is where he met Leslie Mann. Yeah, and they I, got this married. Is where he met Leslie Mann. Yeah, and and they they ended up getting married and and having kids who are now great actors in their own right. You know, their daughter comes out God, in before you. Maud Apatow you know, she's is awesome. such a yeah. talent. God almighty. She's a great actress. Jeez, but, but this was like this was like uh, uh, the who's who of the MTV generation. Yeah, you know? big time. It was a very, very like all we were honestly all we were missing was Pauly Shore. Yeah, like Pauly Shore was already done by the by the time this movie came out. You know how unfortunate and then, he was. This was like ninety five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, gonna, that was getting Pauly Shore. And then and then one of the greatest cameos in the history of cameos. Eric Roberts I was as about Stan to bring it up right Stan now. Sweet. <laughs> cry baby. Sammy, Sammy. No. <laughs> Always such a cry baby. Brother is sweet brother. <laughs> it makes me laugh because like it's one of those things where, like, you know what's really funny is Eric Roberts is still playing those roles. Yeah. Like, like he, okay, believe it or not, Eric Roberts comes out in 137 movies per year. I, so, I absolutely believe yeah. it. I absolutely and he will, believe he it. will make any movie that is brought to him, and I respect that. Yeah, I respect yeah. that to the end of the earth. But this is another one of those one of those jokes that if you don't know, you will not get it. Yeah, because at the time, the biggest story besides O.J. Simpson, which happened a couple mm-hmm. years before, the mm-hmm. next big trial was the Menendez brothers. Right. Who were accused of killing their parents Those in cold blood? Boys. <laughs> There's a great joke in uh, 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 in French Prince of Bel Air, where Carlton was like, "No, we should, we should uh, something about killing his dad." And he's like, "I knew I shouldn't have let you hang out with those Menendez boys." Yeah, yeah, I remember that. This is what I get for letting you hang out with those damn Menendez boys. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway, like I, I remember that, and like this is such a fucking like. Mm-hmm combination parody of both oj and the menendez case mm-hmm. like the idea that a, a brother would have killed his twin the goddamn 911 phone call with ben stiller makes me laugh every fucking time i hear it i so, think they were Asian. so there is a um i, I guess you could say a theory mm-hmm. uh that if it's true it adds so much more context to the insanity and degradation of this cable guy character. Mm-hmm. So there is a rumor that one of the previous drafts of the script, uh, his victim, his last victim was the sweet yeah, brothers. Sweet, one of the, the sweet, sweet brothers. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to that telephone call, that's not Ben Stiller. That's oh, Jim Carrey's voice. Interesting. That's Jim Carrey's voice. There's there's a theory that he didn't that that his he didn't kill his brother. The cable guy killed him and set him up. And it would make it did, would make sense because they were TV stars. Yeah, because he didn't want to be his friend. Yeah. Know? So uh, I believe so it. Imagine. And and it's funny because uh, Ben Stiller plays the Sweet Brothers uh, in in. Probably the best way possible, because knowing knowing uh, like what kind of an actor he is now, 
mm-hmm. or like who he is now, it's just so perfect that he would play somebody like that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's really funny. Like, yeah. and and I think it's it's one of those things too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a fun gag that's going throughout the movie, and like it does it. it I can see where, like, you would feel that that that's that that's the why that's the theory. But again, like it, it's also that like everybody's always watching television, showing you how powerful TV is. Like everybody's yeah. always watching television, so much so that when like the the big moment at the end where he smashes the satellite, and like right before the verdict, and everybody's like, "Well, what the fuck do I do now?" Yeah, <laughs> like it, and it, it is. It's kind of one of those. Well, like, well, now what do I do? Like, imagine that happening during the OJ case. Imagine if that happened. If yeah. all the ca- all the TVs in the world stopped working, there'd be riots. <laughs> there would have, yeah. No, like I know it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. Like there would have been rioting in the fucking streets. Yep. Like pe- people that you guys have to understand, dude, that that shit interrupted the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Like the NBA finals, dude, at a time where the NBA was at their biggest uh like, that they've talking, been ever. Like yeah, I'm talking like Jordan, Barkley, like finals. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. nah, we need to know more about what's happening with OJ. Yeah. Like, and the world kind of unitedly like, yeah, we need to know what's going on with OJ. Mm-hmm. Like during like the height of athleticism, like we really peaked in the 90s. Like, <laughs> yeah. came to the athletes. And yeah. like during the height of like real athleticism in both the in both the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, like everywhere. Like this wasn't these were important, insane games, and we wanted to know more about what was happening with OJ. Yep. So like, I, and, and I, I like it's it's a joke and everything, but like, nah, people would have rioted. Like people would have lost their shit if that would have happened. And like, it, it's I I can see that though. Like the more I think about it, like God, I feel like you're right though. Like, it, but then again, that would have made the movie so much darker. And big I have time fe- darker, big time I have, darker. I have yeah. a feeling that the studio is like. No, no, you got to like, it's got to be funnier. It's got to be funnier. It's got to be funnier. Like Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. It's got to be funnier. And like, it shouldn't have been like this movie should be a dark, dark, dark movie. And like, and, and that's, that's one of the, that's one of the things that Ben Stiller always said was that he wanted to make a dark comedy and Jim Carrey was all for it. Like he was, he, he had the clout that Ben Stiller didn't. Right, and it's because of Jim Carrey's clout that they were able to keep it as dark as it was, and it's to its benefit because honestly, if this had been a zany comedy or whatever, like a light, lighthearted, it wouldn't have worked as well as it, it does. It would have been a huge failure. Like it, this is this is still one of those movies that like I know it was like universally like panned, mm-hmm. but like I don't I don't ever meet anybody that doesn't like it. But it was panned because everybody was wait was was wanting another zany Jim Carrey, uh, you know, talking out of his butt comedy. Yeah. yeah, this was one of the first movies that he showed his dramatic chops. The yeah. scene where he's laying down talking to Stephen on the telephone and the spider oh, crawls the across, spider his crawls face. across his face. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like uh, I, the, the, there's a deleted a deleted uh, part where it shows you where he is. He's not at home. He's in an air duct in Robin's apartment. Oh, wow. Waiting to kidnap her. And they cut that part out where they show him in there, you know? See, and like, that's the shit that I wish they didn't cut out. Like, I, 
The yeah. movie would have been so much better if you would have shown what a real psycho he is. Like, because yeah. the way the movie comes off is he's just a pushy asshole. Like yeah. that he's capable of doing really dark shit, but he still sees Steven as his friend. He, like, it's, he it's, very, does, it's very, it's very juvenile. His yeah, antics. like he still wants until Steven he crosses that line. Yeah. yeah, like he still wants Steven to be his friend, and his big like crossing the line thing is taking Robin out there and not yeah. letting her go. Like that's yeah. the, that's the big line he crosses in the movie is he takes Robin out to the satellite. And he doesn't let her go. Which is very, very abrupt when you think about it. Because yeah. before, he never really did anything uh, aside from beat up Owen Wilson. <laughs> Which, but he never oh really did God, anything dude. to hurt anybody, you know? Let me, let's talk about that scene for a minute. Because, like, okay. I, I just have to get this, like, off my chest. Because it's, it, uh, I, I, I know who Dizzy Gillespie is because of this scene. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Like, I had to know... Ooh, from this angle, he looks like Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> pow, 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 pow. Like, I had to... Salt peanuts, salt peanuts. <laughs> I had to know who Dizzy Gillespie was because of this scene. Yeah. And, like... So, it, so uh... Huh? <laughs> no, it's just, like... It's just <laughs> such a bizarre scene, because, like, you've... Everybody has... You know, you've had a friend that, like, you're going to fight for them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you would, you'd be like, fuck that. Let's go over there and beat the shit out of him, bro. Like, you still, and even now in my 30s, like my late 30s, by the by, I still get that sometimes when I have a friend who's like, he did this, he's just such a, this kind of person. Like, why are we having a conversation? Let's go over there and kick his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you still get that. Mm-hmm. And like, Owen Wilson again. Nope. A lot of, that's the worst part about this movie is a lot of people don't do anything wrong. He went mm-hmm. on a date with Robin. Like he, the yeah. worst thing about him was he was rude to the waiter. Like, no, he's he was, very rude to Robin too. He's crass. He's, he, he, yeah, he's very like, dude. Like, you don't say that, dude. Come on. Right. Like he's being like, very, very fucking crass to her. Yeah. But again, like, does that warrant g- getting beaten up in the bathroom by a per- by no, a fucking perfect stranger? No. Like, and, and and like he he uh, he would go up to him and I I, I think like. 70 percent of guys like the first time would have knocked him out the very first time. Yeah, but uh, but but Owen Wilson like tries to get away from him. Like, like yeah. dude, what's the problem? Like, get away. He didn't he didn't take a swing until he showed up in the stall right in front. Like, yeah, like, dude, he fucking stall. got into the stall behind him. Yeah, like that's uncomfortable. Then it's okay. Dude. Then yes, defend yourself. Right. Like me personally, yeah. like I'd have fucking like well one. One, I, this is the one thing I don't like about those dudes who are in bathrooms. Like, don't talk to me. Like, I don't want you, I don't even want you in here while I'm using the restroom. Like, it's yeah. super fucking weird to me. Like, I get it. I get the job. I totally understand it and I respect it. But like, don't, don't have a, don't have a conversation. Unless I engage, don't talk to me in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's super, super uncomfortable to no, me. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't talk to people in the bathroom unless you know them. Right. Right. That's what and even then, like, dude. Like, I didn't come there to like, hang out. Like, I don't even like talking on the phone in the bathroom, dude. Like I yeah, don't. I mean, like I, I just want to go in there, do my stuff, and get out and not talk to anybody. Just like everybody else in the world. It's one of the things. No matter who they identify as. It's say. one. It's one of the things in my life, Will. It still makes me insane. Like, cause I, I, I have the same habit as everybody else. I'll take my phone into the bathroom and I'm reading. I'm fucking yeah. going through shit. My mom will call me. 
Yeah, the, thing, oh, thing yes, about my, yes, the thing yes. about my mom, not just yours, dude, not just yours. Okay. And, and the thing about my mom, she knows I'm home. So yeah. if I don't answer, she's going to call again. Yeah. And she's going to call again. And the thing is, she'll call two or three times and like sometimes four. And I've told her, stop doing that because I think something's wrong. And yeah. she's like, well, something might be wrong. And I'm like, stop. Don't, I don't like it. She does it anyway. Mm. She knows I yeah. don't like that. And then the part that upsets me is like, okay, well, she's not going to stop calling. So like, I'll be taking a shit. I'll answer the phone. I'm like, hey, let me call you back. Why? Because I'm in the restroom right now. So? Mom, I'll call you back. Why? What are you doing? What do you, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm having a party. What is this fucking, what do you think I'm doing? I'm taking a shit. Like, I'll call you back. Why? I don't care. I can't see you anyway. I'm like, I care. <laughs> she fucking fights me on it, dude. Like, and she knows, she knows, dude. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with Patty. Like, I'll go to the restroom and she'll start trying to have a conversation with me. <laughs> And like from across, I the don't park, know. Sometimes it just starts like, "Hey, you know what? I was thinking about I, wait, like whatever it is can wait." Like, and I know, like I have, I have a thing. It's not a secret, like to anybody that I've ever fucking met. Restroom time is privacy time. Like I will live with you. I will fucking share every moment of my life with you. I'll stay in the same room with you. I will sit and watch movies with you in the living room. I will share my bed with you. When I'm going to the restroom, I need to be alone. Like, even if it's just for the fucking minute-long piss or the fucking 20-minute shit, I need to be alone. Like, mm. I just, I don't want, you know, oh, but I, you know, I need to get something in the bathroom. That is some tough shit. Like, you're <laughs> going to wait till I'm out of the bathroom. And I have friends who, like, one of my friends and her her boyfriend, like she would tell me, she's like, "Oh, dude, like I'm in the bathroom. We're all in the bathroom all the time together." I'm like, "No," she's like, "I just like talking to him while he's taking a shit sometimes." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> like, bro, I make the ugliest faces when I shit. Like, I don't want anybody in there with me. <laughs> like, god damn, like no. Anybody going through that with me? <laughs> like, bro, like I am quite literally at my most vulnerable. Like, if you wanted to kill me, this would be the place. Like this, <laughs> this is the spot, like because I'm not moving. I'm not moving until the shit's complete. So like I don't like people around me. I don't. I don't like it. Like just fucking. If you need to have a conversation, if you need something from the bathroom, like everything. I, I don't care. Everything's gonna <laughs> like everybody's gonna wait till I'm done, or you can all fucking go and I'll shut the door on the way out. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like I. Well, I want to thank everybody to listening to our toilet etiquette know it all podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Now you don't know about me. Like, tune in next week when we talk. Where we talk, what's better, bar soap or liquid soap? Liquid? <laughs> you serious? <laughs> serious? Oh, no, wash, but wash your hands. Liquid soap. Good God! But I always, I animals, always guys. got a kick. I, I got, I, I did such a pop. I remember, I remember specifically in the theater when I, I'm, I'm watching it, and he throws him up against the wall, and he's like, "Ooh, right into the turnbuckle. That's gotta hurt, gotta Gene." Hurt like you. I got a pop. Yeah. Oh yeah, it gets a pop out I of me too. So, uh, <laughs> so he he finds a way to not only get him arrested, but to make him look really bad in front of his family. Yeah. Oh god, that scene and, makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> that scene makes me so painfully uncomfortable. Where they play porno password. It's not even the game that they're playing. Like it's just it's just the way he's manipulating them. Yeah. Like it makes me fucking 
crazy uncomfortable. And and that's and that's that's another part of the turn, right? Where yeah. it goes from being juvenile and childlike and mostly harmless to just like almost criminal, dude. Yeah. Because like, he goes into these guys these this this family's home and he basically tells him how much he how he almost assaulted his, his ex-girlfriend, current girlfriend. Yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Like that's I mean, him sneaking around in the air duct and seeing her change, that's assault, man. Yeah, it's assault. It's assault, dude. Like Yeah, like that's 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 a crime. That's a crime. Like you know? he's he's a fucking just weirdo dude and like it's a very it is a very helpless situation to be around mm-hmm. a group of people that love you and trust you and nobody believe you when you're trying to tell them like that's a crazy person that's manipulating you right now yeah like it's very 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 unsettling and like it's it the you know the porno password thing is funny like the joke is funny the gag is funny. everything about it, it is nipple, nipple. Yeah, like the execution <laughs> behind everything is really funny. And like everybody else is laughing and jovial and just having such a good time. And you can see again, this is one of those things where I'm like, I disagree with you about about Stephen about fucking Matthew Broderick phoning in his performance. Like he looks insane with rage in that entire mm-hmm. scene. Like he looks like he wants to attack Jim. Yeah, Kirk. he 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 cut he kind of brought it in this scene. And, yeah. and honestly, I think I think I think it's because he he does better in an ensemble, you know. Yeah, maybe, like maybe because yeah. like he really does. He's bring... a stage actor, man. He he's a stage actor, uh, through and through, dude. Like he's he's a mm-hmm. way better stage actor than he is a film actor. And I think, like, uh, George uh, Segal plays his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great George Segal. Um, like he's he's just perfect in everything, dude. Like he's he's so, oh, great. He's so great. And Diane Baker. Who Diane Baker? I think she was she was the senator in a in a uh, Science of the Lamps. She was, uh, and her face when Hannibal Lecter said, "Oh no, wait, that, isn't, her? That, isn't that Lorraine Bracco?" No, 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 no. Sure. Yeah, no, that's not Lorraine Bracco in in a, in a, um in Science of the Lamps. It, it's it's uh, uh, Diane Baker, the 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 girl, the lady who plays uh, his mom. Okay. She's she, yeah, I but like when Brocco. no, 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 she she doesn't even come out on in in that movie. But um, when her face when he says, "Do you still feel your daughter on your breast?" Like, dude, yeah, tough and, and she's like, she's like, get him the hell out of here. And then here, and then here in this movie, she's like, nipple. <laughs> 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 oh my so god, dude. But anyway. I, I, I gotta find out. Yeah, no, she plays Senator Ru- Senator Ruth Martin in Signs of the Lambs*. Yeah, but uh, uh, Lorraine Bracco isn't isn't in *Science of the Lambs*. I don't think. I don't know but why I keep thinking. What I remember. I don't know why I keep thinking she is, but you know, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, the movie ends with with uh, um, them having, I guess, it's like a like a final fight in the rain, mm-hmm. you know. Like just yeah. like every Hollywood blockbuster at the time, you know, and and one of the funniest jokes is when he punches him and he's like, "Steven, Steven, my lisp is gone." gone. He punches wow. him again. You, you stupid, stupid son of a bitch! 
I like that part of when he's taking her up the satellite and he's like, all we really need is danger music. <laughs> <laughs> he makes his own music. <laughs> like, I really, that part always made me laugh, dude. Like, and even so, today, like, I, and we were talking about the medieval times part earlier. And like, it's still, it's super funny. But at the same time, like, it's bizarre to me because it is one of the few Star Trek episodes that I do remember because I'm not a Star Trek guy. Yeah. But I do remember when they made Kirk and Spock fight each other. And like, I remember it specifically because of the music. Like, yeah. the music is so iconic to me. So when you have this moment where like they're, they're fighting and like, you know, Steven's like, you know, we got to be careful and not hurt each other. He's like, I cannot listen to you. Like just drones yeah. off. And like, he's fighting him. Like he's taking real swings at, at poor man. Do not fight. They will kill us both. <laughs> and like, it's one of those things to me that it's super funny because I do have a very weird habit of talking to people. Relax. I'm not going to try to befriend you and fucking kidnap your girlfriend. Like, but I have a really bad habit of when somebody is like, oh, yeah, this, that, other thing. I'm like, oh, it's just like that in, in that movie, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, I have a really bad habit of that. It's just something I've always done. So, like, that scene where he goes, it's just like when Spock had to fight Kirk on Star Trek. And he starts doing the... Dun, 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 yeah. And, like, they play the song underneath. Like, I'm watching every time. The older I get, the weirder it becomes. I'm like, God, dude, this has got to be the most uncomfortable scene like I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it makes me feel so weird. Like, just Jim Carrey, like, really going into business for himself because Matthew Broderick looks terrified of him. Yeah. And and that, that probably wasn't acting because there have been more than a couple of occasions where Jim Carrey kind of got under the skin of his, his uh, co-stars. Most famously, Man most famously, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, him and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, where Tommy God. Lee Jones comes up to him in Batman Forever and comes up to him and says, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Did this guy like witness what he played in that fucking movie? <laughs> And then, and then the very, and then the very next thing he does is he's like, "Let's start this party with a bang." God, like everything he did in that movie, like he was, like I know, like Jim Carrey was probably like fueled on cocaine at the time, but Tommy Lee Jones was jet fueled on cocaine in that yeah. movie. <laughs> like he is there just go, ridiculous, dude. And like, yeah. not to give him any kind of like shit or anything, because like I like those hammy performances. Like, I go back and, again, it's, it all comes to, like, with the older you get with shit. Like, the older I get, the more I really like Batman Forever. Like, the more I love Batman. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I'm... I'm the same way. I've never I've never really disliked uh, Batman Forever. Uh, it's always had a special place in my heart. Like, sorry, my <laughs> wife's playing Dead by Daylight. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, Jim Carrey gets thrown off the thing and he lands on the satellite taking out the TV for, for the entire country, I guess. <laughs> and like, he, and it's, and there's, there's this really cool cameo from Kyle gas from uh, tenacious D where oh, he, yeah. he puts the remote down and he picks up a Bible and starts reading it. <laughs> I, I'm legitimately watching that part as we speak. Like, I yeah. should not, like right when you brought up Kyle gas, it turned to that scene. I was like, Oh, how weird. 
Like, because yeah. you know how I am, I put the movie on when we're doing the review. Yeah. But like, yeah, man. And even like that that moment, you, you're kind of witnessing him losing all his favors with everybody. Yeah. Like, for a customer, my ass. Like, Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah. God, what a Oh, weird. Andy Dick. What a dick. But, um, so he gets taken up in a helicopter and another great cameo, David Bowe, uh, from UHF and a bunch of other movies, yeah. uh, plays the, the guy. He's like, you'll be fine, buddy. Am I really your buddy? Yeah, sure thing, man. Like, yeah. and it starts again. <laughs> it's know? so unsettling, dude. Like it, it, it's one of those. Like, and again, it should have been a darker movie. Cause like you, you had these types of really weird movies at the time where like people were becoming very obsessive with other people. Like you had fatal mm. attraction and they did like, remember, even, the, like, remember the crush with, uh, Alicia Silverstone. With, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Very always. Yeah. Great yeah. movie, by the way. Like, wow. What a fucking random movie for you to bring up. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's a good movie. It really is a good yeah. movie. I don't know anybody who fucking remembers that fucking movie. Of course. But, <laughs> but like, you know, you have that one and then there was the, that one with, uh, the kid from Blank Check. Uh, oh, uh, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you I had those that. really, really weird, like, darker movies where, like, people become obsessed with other people and they, and they like, hurt people to get, mm-hmm. to stay close to them. And that's what this movie felt like it should have been. Yeah. Like, it felt like it should have been one of those movies where, like, at some point, Jim Carrey should have tried to hurt Jack Black. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like in the original script, like he either hurt him or he tried to hurt him. Like that would have been yeah. Because in in this movie, he just kind of like bullies him. Yeah. Whereas like, if, if they don't this, really have any scenes together either, no. like they only have like one it's interaction. Out of the basketball scene, like yeah, and at and the like, party, and at the party, yeah, and like had had this been the type of movie that I feel like it was supposed to be. Like he would have gone after like Jack Black. He would yeah. have gone after his boss and shit like that. Yeah. Like he would have gone after the people that fucking like are either trying to keep him and Steven apart or hurt Steven. Yeah. Like he would have gone after all those fucking people. Like to the point where he would have become obsessed with Robin because he thinks she doesn't treat him right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this I feel like you could have had a really, really, really dark movie. Like, with a really fucking good cast. But, like, I understand trying to turn it into a comedy, especially because of its time. Like, especially yeah. because of who your cast is when it comes to Jim Carrey and the type of movies he was Jim doing. Carrey, Jim Carrey was both a blessing and a curse of this movie. because right. A blessing because, because he, could, he could really bring the darkness. He could yes. really do it. But a curse because uh, he, was com- he was a comedian at the time, you know? Like and that's all that's all they knew him as that's all they wanted from him, right? Being the comedic, you know, like pull your yeah. face, make noises, monkey. Yeah, like, you know? and and it, it's really really unfortunate because again, like he could have done such a fucking good job with that role. Yeah, they kind of do it again with like, and he just, would he could have he could have Robin Williams did and Robin Williams yeah. did that with one hour photo. Brilliant movie, awesome movie. Exactly. That and and right. uh, Insomniac. Insomniac, one of Christopher Nolan's first movies. And like you, know? you could have really gone that route with the cable guy. Like yep. you really could have gone that really scary, unsettling route. And you could have had 
these tidbits of comedy in it, but instead they focused way too hard on the comedy. Like, and I imagine that was all studio notes because you can feel what kind of a dark movie they were trying to make. Like you can feel mm-hmm. the kind of dark movie that, that, that Ben Stiller was trying to do. And yeah. like, I think, I think it could have been a real, really good, scary movie, but at the same time, it may have been a real like shot to the hip of Jim Carrey. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, I remember a lot of people hated the number 23. I think that's a really creepy movie. Yeah. But like he did the number 23 at the right time. Like he went yeah. the horror route at the right time. He had already done comedy and he's already proven to everybody that he's a brilliant dramatic actor as well. Yeah. And like to go from slapsticky comedy to unsettling horror can really fucking fuck up your entire career. Like it becomes one of those things where like I look back all the time at the fact that Mary Heron's first choice for Patrick Bateman in American Psycho was Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leonardo DiCaprio was very, very keen to do it. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do it. It was one of his favorite books. He was really excited to do it. And then his- It would have been amazing. And his manager read the script and he grabbed him by his shirt collar and he goes, did you read this fucking thing? He's like, yeah, I read it. <laughs> he was like, you idiot. Your poster's on the wall of every 12-year-old girl in this country. Like, are you insane? You want to chop yeah. people up in the next movie? Like, you will kill your fucking career. Like, the 12-year-old girls are your bread and butter right now. They're the ones buying your posters and hanging your shit up a team beat on your fucking, their fucking wall. <laughs> you will not play an insane person killing women. Like Now, read the no. script called The Beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, you're going to do this oh one. What is this? It's called The Man in the Iron Mask. Deal with it. <laughs> what happened to this here one? you want to you want to do literature here alexander dumas there you go alexander D- dumbass there you go just watch buckle <laughs> you'll be fine yeah you don't go around watch killing women oh my goodness so yeah man uh the cable guy dude underrated in its time i'm glad that it's become more of a more of a cult classic i'm glad that it's being appreciated nowadays uh and it should, it should uh, honestly honestly like this was the first hint at the kind of career that jim carrey would have yeah. where not only can he do comedy he can do drama and he could do horror yeah. and i wish he would do more horror i really I wish too. he would do more horror because i would love man to he could horror. do it he could do yeah. it yeah he really fucking uh, good. He's one of my all-time favorites. He's 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 uh um he he will always be one of my favorites and and I I appreciate him ever since I saw Ace Ventura Pet Detective way back when I was a kid and uh yeah. Jim yeah. Carrey. I hope to meet him one day. Yeah, I'll same. One day. Massive uh, massive uh, talent. He's great. A friend of mine actually sent out a uh uh wrote to Jim Carrey. Mhm. And Jim Carrey sent back an autographed picture of him, oh, wow. of himself, called and, and he wrote down "Spank you very much, Jim Carrey." That's so awesome. I hope he That's still has. Really... It. I hope he still. I has hope it. so too. That's awesome. Yeah, and he showed it to us, and he had a frame. His dad had a frame for him. He's like, "Yeah, like, now it's now it's on my, on my wall." Because I imagine getting his yeah. autograph is a little bit difficult to come by nowadays. Yep. Yep. I don't care. I don't care if he if he's gone crazy or whatever, dude. He's still he's still. Have you seen Kidding? Which one? Kidding? No. It's Jim Carrey's TV show that's on Showtime. It's called no. Kidding. 
and he plays a uh, 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 a kid show host who uh, very much in the vein of of uh, of uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, but interesting. It's very dark, um, not in an evil way, but like in a real life, how real life differentiates from art kind of way, you mm-hmm. know, like okay. he plays, he played like he's very depressed, but, but um, he's like on his kids show. That's where his life is. That's where his, you know, his, all his energy goes to. And then when mm-hmm. the cameras turn off, he's divorced. He has a kid that doesn't like him. You know, he's, you know, it's a brilliant show. Awesome show. That sounds uh, really cool. I yeah, it's a really great show. It. It's called Kidding. I think you there know are three seasons. You know, it's so funny about that because you think <clears throat> that like that's something people would talk about. I've never heard of this show. Yeah, and, it's a great and, show. It ended a couple years ago, unfortunately. It, it kind of makes me laugh because like I don't know if you saw Saturday Night Live with Pedro Pascal as the host. Uh, I saw some of it. Yeah. Okay. Did you see when they did like the Jeopardy thing? It wasn't really mm. Jeopardy, but it it was like it was like Jeopardy oh yeah, the show that nobody sees. Yeah. Yeah, and like nobody knows any of the new shows. Yeah, like, like and this like, show is nominated for best drama at the Emmys. <laughs> like, like, and I like how I, I love how Pedro Pascal keeps like uh, Wednesday. <laughs> he just keeps saying Wednesday, <laughs> but like it made me laugh because like I remember like the first couple questions I was like, like I answered them real fast. Yeah, and then they started asking these questions about new shows, and I'm like, I've never fucking heard of this show. Like yeah. I've never heard of this show, and like. The other day, McFarlane came out, like McFarlane Toys came out with their, they're doing the movie Maniacs again. And oh, then, nice. and they, they're releasing Harry Potter, the Wicked Witch of the West, and something called Ted Lasso. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck yeah. is Ted Lasso? Like, it's a show on Apple TV. I was like, I have, I don't fucking, what the, f- okay. That show is probably my favorite show on right now. See, a lot of people tell Ted me that it's, a really, it's a really brilliant show. I'm like, never heard of it. Jason like, Sudeikis yeah. is a freaking national treasure, dude. And like oh, I said, I, I'm, I remember I'm tell, I, I remember telling you about it. He's like, Ted Lasso is a character that I want to be, you know? Right on. Like, I relate so much to Ted Lasso, you know? So And like, it's, but, it's one of those things where I was like, I have never fucking, I haven't seen a trailer. I've never heard of it. Like, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. And like, so that, that fucking thing makes me laugh because I'm like, bro, like, there's so many, like, apparently really amazing shows with insane insanely talented actors that i've never mm. heard of yeah like i've only so recently you, heard of yellowstone yeah so if you like if you like cable guy and, and jim carrey's performance and cable guy take a look at kidding uh it's it's a it's a show it's a showtime show but mm. uh, you could probably find it on uh on streaming and stuff oh, uh sure. you know so anyway, hey Bob, where can people get our our awesome podcast, man? Oh, you can find us where find podcasts are sold. You can get us on Podbean, on Spotify, on uh, what's that one that I always forget? Good pods, good pods, <laughs> great pods, more <laughs> like it. Yeah, but, and uh, if you if you want to hear more of our stuff, man, uh, go check us out on our on our Patreon, man. Throw us a couple of bucks uh, so that you know we can uh, we can feed ourselves because we're poor and we're starving. I know. Just give me a taste, a taste. Come on, give me a taste. So, <laughs> like you don't have to put so, sugar in it. Yeah. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go back and uh, revisit. An old, uh, <clears throat> an old friends of ours, uh, and we are going to be doing a very special episode in which we are going to be talking about a moment in time 
where the entire world was just focused on making me happy. It's going to be Bossa Nova. Making me happy. And they made the greatest sequel ever made. It really is one of my favorite fucking sequels. It really, really is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. If you can't tell I'm being sarcastic, then I need to be, be better at sarcasm. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use, we're going to be talking about next week, ladies it, and gentlemen. It's, it's the Ninja Turtles movie where the Ninja Turtles can't use their weapons. I know. <laughs> Instead of using their 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 weapons, which you have to be highly skilled to use, they teach you how to use everyday objects you can find in your own home, like yo-yos <laughs> and sausages. I so we'll be talking sausages. about that. We will be talking about that next week. Uh, and uh, until then, uh, just just be good to be good to yourselves, people. Like, just take care of yourselves and. Uh, be nice Hopefully. to your cable guy. Just be nice for, to your cable just, guy. Slip him 50 just bucks. Pay for, just pay they still for the exist. Cable. Pay for your yeah. cable guys. Just pay do they for still them. exist, cable guys? They do, right? They yeah. do. Yeah. They do. Maybe, maybe they'll be there tomorrow from 12 to 1 or on next Thursday from 1 to 6. I don't, the only reason I know that they're still cable guys is because I get free cable here at my apartment complex. And I thought, well, I won't use that, except I use it every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday when I watch wrestling. So, so yeah, if, it, if it's not working, I will absolutely fucking yeah. call my cable guy. There you go. So uh, until next week, I'm Will. I'm Bob. That my friends is the movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network. We will see you all next week. Later. <laughs>